0: What time is it, boys and girls? Totally Outrageous! Totally outrageous! Hello, Weirdos! I'm Taryn Marlar, and a quick note, this is the last day for your free preview of this new podcast, Totally Outrageous. Beginning this coming Monday, only official Weirdos will have access to it. You can become an official Weirdo today at WeirdDarkness.com. Now, get ready to shake your head because these stories are totally outrageous! ***Sadly, you can now add being a lawyer to the list of things in America you apparently can't do while black. In Maryland, Rashad James, a black lawyer with Maryland Legal Aid, has filed a complaint against a Maryland sheriff's deputy who detained him in court thinking he was a suspect in a case and he didn't believe he was an attorney. In the complaint, James said a Hartford County deputy thought that he was his client impersonating a lawyer and questioned him at the county courthouse. He also believes the deputy's actions were racially motivated, and his complaint asks for an internal investigation and a record made in the officer's personnel file. In a statement, Sheriff Jeffrey Goller said that his office is investigating. It's just another example of African-American men doing ordinary things and being viewed skeptically, Shelsey Crawford, an attorney representing James, said. So you can add lawyering while black to the ever-growing list of things that black men do that they're going to get questioned for. ***You've heard of stalking. Well, apparently there's now something called extreme stalking and a Utah family has become the victim of it. They have suffered through unwanted service providers repeatedly being sent to their home, sometimes as often as 20 times a day. Walt Gilmore's family in suburban Salt Lake City has been the target since last August of a stalker using phone calls and texts to send a parade of people to the home for legitimate services as well as illegal activities. Gilmore says some of the people who show up have police records. «Criminals, felons, active warrants for their arrests coming to my home, they're looking for drugs, they're offering prostitution. While well, the calls range from pizzas being sent to Gilmore's office to an environmental cleanup company coming one Saturday morning on a fake call that Gilmore's house was flooding, police estimate the combined loss to the companies is more than $20,000 in wages and uncollected fees. Officers have been called to the home at least 80 times just since February. The person responsible might be using a computer program to make the calls and texts appear to originate from a different number, making them nearly impossible to trace. Gilmore said they have taken out a civil stalking injunction against the person they believe is responsible, who currently lives in Hawaii. In New York City, 28-year-old Anna Sorokin traveled in celebrity circles and tossed around $100 tips regularly – all the more reason to believe she was the German heiress worth roughly $60 million that she said she was. ***But no. Turns out the jet-set lifestyle was all a lie. And now the Manhattan District Attorney's Office alleges Sorokin lived in luxury New York City hotel rooms that she couldn't afford, promised a friend an all-expenses-paid trip to Morocco and then stuck her with the $62,000 bill, and peddled bogus bank statements in a quest for a $22 million loan. The one-time darling in the Big Apple social scene is now going to stand trial on grand larceny and theft of services charges, alleging she swindled $275,000 in a 10-month odyssey that ended in a cell at Rikers Island. There probably were some telltale signs along the way, though. While she made a show of passing crisp Benjamins to Uber drivers and hotel concierges, she gave varying accounts for the source of her wealth according to the people who knew her. They said that she would claim her father was a diplomat, an oil baron, or a solar panel muckety-muck. He's really, though, a former trucker who runs a heating and cooling business. Sorokin was arrested in October 2017 and has been in jail ever since. She faces deportation to Germany regardless of the outcome of the trial because authorities say she has overstayed her visa, as well as her welcome. Her story, however, might stick around though. Shonda Rhimes has announced that she's creating a television series about Sorokin, whose Instagram bio says, soon on Netflix. In Scotland, Joe Cameron has lived a life free of pain, but she only found out at the age of 65. She has had broken bones with no painful reaction. When she burns herself, she can be unaware that it's happening until she smells her flesh singeing. She has had dental work and gone through childbirth without the need for pain relief. There is even video of Cameron eating the fiery scotch bonnet chili pepper and smiling through the process. But she is also an optimistic person who reports almost never panicking, including when a car accident two years ago left her vehicle upside down on its roof. She experiences very little anxiety, is almost never afraid and her wounds tend to heal quickly. But She had no idea that she was special until doctors x-rayed her hip and found massive deterioration in the joint. They couldn't believe she wasn't in pain. At the age of 66, she had a surgery on her hands that's described as excruciating and, again, no discomfort. That's when she was sent to pain specialists in London. Dr. James Cox says, "We hope that with time, our findings might contribute to clinical research for post-operative pain and anxiety, and potentially chronic pain, PTSD and wound healing. Okay, you know, what? I don't know, Wh- whatever this disease is, I want it. And I really hope it's contagious. It is a world first. Nina Martinez is a 36 year old Atlanta resident and she's HIV positive. She also just donated a kidney. The surgery at Johns Hopkins is the first time anywhere that someone living with HIV has donated an organ. The reason it works is the unidentified recipient also is HIV-positive, and both are doing well after the surgery. Over the last three years, surgeons have performed more than a hundred organ transplants in which the donor had HIV, but in all of those cases, the donor had been deceased. The new milestone could shorten the waiting list for surgery by expanding the list of available organs. Martinez told reporters, "...I think for me, first and foremost, it's the chance of showing people that I'm just as normal as you. I don't think there's any better way or more powerful way than to donate an organ." She acquired HIV from a blood transfusion as an infant, and thanks to advances in treatments, the virus is now at undetectable levels in her body, a key reason she was allowed to donate. Lead transplant surgeon Dr. Dori Segev said this is really a celebration of HIV medical care and its evolution. Wow, talk about the gift that keeps on giving! In Houston, Trudy Cole went to have her prescription filled at a local CVS and found her doctor's name listed on the bottle as Dr. Dummy Dummy. She says her doctor's name is Mansura Sheik and has been printed correctly in the past she said prescriptions filled at that pharmacy on Tomball Parkway for years. Cole said, I was outraged. I'm like, why would they do that? Why would they put her name in as Dr. Dummy Dummy? There's no D in her name anywhere, so it wasn't a misspelling. Well, It turns out the word Dummy was not meant to be disrespectful. A CVS spokesperson said, we've looked into Ms. Cole's complaint and learned that our website experienced a glitch in which information from a dummy test account was inadvertently pulled into the field where a doctor's name would normally appear in her online patient profile. We have blocked this from occurring again and are in the process of correcting the glitch. CBS Pharmacy has apologized to Miss Cole and once again all is right with the world. Miss Cole though, shouldn't they be apologizing to Dr. Mansoura Sheikh? I mean she is the one that they just called Dr. Dummy Dummy. Well, it's hay fever season once again, and that's bad news for a lot of people. However, there might be an upside. Experts now say that having more sex can help you stave off the sniffles. Apparently sex causes blood vessels and nasal passages to constrict, helping to clear blocked noses and dry up runny eyes. The new research comes to us from Tabriz Medical University in Iran. Sina Zarinton, a neurologist and author of the study published in the journal Medical Hypotheses, said, it can be done from time to time to alleviate the congestion, and the patient can adjust the number of intercourses depending on the severity of the symptoms. (laughs) Hey, hey, honey, uh, my allergies are acting up again. Quick reminder, this is your last free preview of this new daily podcast. Beginning next week, only official weirdos will have access to it. You can become an official weirdo today at WeirdDarkness.com. I'm Darren Marlar, and I'll see you next time, Weirdos.